Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of the scriptures, let us open the Bibles and turn to Psalm 66. Psalm 66 is a psalm that is written exhorting all of the nations and all of the peoples to praise God and to worship him and to celebrate his great deeds that he has performed here on this earth. The psalm is divided into three sections. The first section is an exhortation for all of the earth to worship him. That means it is almost like an international focus. And the second section is a reminder to the nation of Israel to praise God, meaning it is more of a national focus. And the last section, verses 13 to 20, is a section which focuses on the personal devotion and personal worship where the psalmist says, I will praise and I will worship God. Dearly beloved, when we read this psalm, it does appear as though Israel had been taken through severe trials. And yet the Lord in his grace and mercy, he helped, reached out his hand and helped Israel and ultimately gave them victory. Many of the people say that the psalm was written at the time of the captivity or just immediately before that captivity because it doesn't seem to be a psalm that is written at the time of David. And some of the words that are used there talks exclusively about the captivity and about the the time that the evil nations had oppressed the nation of Israel. So let us look at the psalm meditatively and may the Lord speak to us through these gracious words of the psalm. The first four words are an invitation for all nations to come and praise God. The psalmist writes, Shout for joy to God all the earth, sing glory of his name, give to him glorious praise, say to God, how awesome are your deeds, so great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Truly this psalm, the section of the psalm talks about a missional focus where the entire nations of all the earth shall come to the Lord and worship him and praise him. And it is important for us to understand the need to take the good news of Jesus Christ into all the world so that all nations have an opportunity to know Jesus as Lord and Savior and for all nations to praise him. But we can't praise God till we trust him as our Lord and Savior. And we need to understand that there are very few people who actually, very few nations who actually have this focus of knowing God and praising him. Now, we see that the nations that do not know God has been, or the people that do not know that has been blinded and hardened by their unbelief. And we see that even Israel as a nation today, is blinded to a great extent because they do not understand that the Lord has come to deliver them and to redeem them. Israel also has been blinded and hardened by their unbelief. And as we read in the prophecy of Zechariah, chapter 13 and 14, we see that when Israel sees Jesus as her Messiah and trusts him, the whole world situation will change and all the nations will then worship God. One day, every knee shall bow. One day, there will be an, a universal praise that is lifted up for Jesus Christ, as we read in Revelation chapter 11, verses 15 to 18. Now, here the psalmist invites all the nations to come and see what the Lord has done. And verses 5 to 7, he actually recounts, both for the nations as well as for Israel, uh, a recount or an account of what the Lord has done for the nation of Israel. He says here, come and see what the Lord has done. He is awesome in his deeds towards the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. 
Now I see a twofold purpose here in this portion of the Psalm, Psalm 66 verses 5 to 7. Number one, it reminds Israel of the fact that the God who is their God is the one who redeemed them from the nation of Egypt by strong and mighty arm of God that was revealed to the Pharaoh and to the nation. The nation of Israel was redeemed and that is a milestone for the Jews because the Exodus event was the birthday of the Jewish nation and we see that it was one of the main exhibitions of the glorious power of God and the defeat of Pharaoh is emblematic of the power that God exerts over the enemies of Israel as well. Everything about the Exodus event is miraculous and it is accomplished by the hand of God and not by the weak mortals who had actually come out of the land of Egypt. We see that it is God through and through and Israel as a nation is reminded that God is in their favor and he will be taking care of them in the future as well. But also the way the psalmist writes this, it seems to be a reminder to the nations that are around them. In verse 7 he says, let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Today if you see there are many nations who have set their eyes upon Israel in an evil manner and their uh, hatred towards Israel is made manifest. And it is a word to the people who are the enemies of Israel, let not the rebellious exalt themselves because God is very much in the favor of Israel. As far as the church is concerned, for us it is not to the event of Exodus that we look back to and we recollect and we remember what are the mighty deeds that God has done for us. Everything that Christ has done for us can be summarized in the miraculous victory of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What the resurrection of Jesus Christ is to the believers today, the Exodus event was to Israel. It signified a great milestone. It signified kind of the birth event of the church as far as we are concerned. And just as the Jews remember the Exodus at Passover, we the church remember the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ every time we gather together, every time we come together for the Lord's Supper. Because the, what the Lord has done on that day, it stands forever and it stands the test of time. And that is the event that delivers us ultimately. Hallelujah for that. And verses 8 to 12 is a more humbling section, which is again a reminder to the nation of Israel. It's a national proclamation where the psalmist says, Bless our God, O ye peoples. Let Israel praise God. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. Now he writes this, although the nation of Israel was taken by the Lord and handed over to the enemies of God so that their defeat and their torment that they experienced in a foreign land while they were in exile was for their discipline. We understand that if any nation has a reason to praise the Lord, it is Israel. It is he who rescued them from slavery, guided them through the wilderness, gave them the land of Canaan for possession, enabled them to defeat their enemies. He gave them the law. He gave them the worship. He gave them the priests and the prophets and the kings. He blessed them with all that they needed. However, when they disobeyed the Lord, he disciplined them like a father disciplines a child. And he is the one who put them through the furnace of affliction so that he could remove the impurities. Here he says, in verse 10, the psalmist says, For you, O God, you have tested us, you have tried us as silver is tried. Meaning, he put them through the furnace and as a careful craftsman 
watches over the temperature so that the impurities of the precious gold are removed and the gold itself is preserved we know that the nation of israel was passed through that affliction so that they could be made pure and when they turned to the lord what he did was he transformed their sufferings into blessings and enlarged them and that's what the nation writes here the psalmist writes here verse 11 and 12 you brought us into the net you trapped us you laid a crushing burden on our backs in the exile you let men ride over our heads that is a term that is exclusively used in relation to the exile and the times that uh, uh, times of captivity and we went through fire and water but by the grace of god even the fire and water could not put out israel god preserved them in the midst of that and what the lord did was you have brought us out into a place of abundance or an enlarged place or a place of blessing is what the lord has ultimately brought them to and they are the better for it today god when we turn to the lord he transforms even our sufferings into blessings and he brings us to an enlarged place now dearly beloved we, we may be going through persecution or personal trials or even trials and troubles as a community of faith but the lord will ultimately lead that into growth and blessing for each one of us and here this transitions to the next portion of the psalm which says verses 13 to 20 i will praise and worship god now it is great that all nations praise and worship the lord that is ultimately going to happen in the eschatological in the end time focus we know that eventually all nations are going to worship the lord jesus and we know that as a nation israel is also worshiping yes the final thing that we need to understand is even if the nations are worshiping the lord even if israel is worshiping the lord till we come to that personal experience of praying to god and worshiping him it doesn't become effectual in our life god is a personal god faith is very much personal as many as believed in him as many as received him to them he gave the power to become the children of god as it says in john chapter 1 verse 12 faith in jesus christ is individual and personal two people can sit together in a church even holding hands with each other but it is possible that one knows the lord and the other doesn't so this is an exhortation for each one of us to cultivate that personal relationship with the lord and savior jesus christ here he says verse 13 to 15 the psalmist says i will come into your house with burnt offerings i will perform my vows i will uh, perform what my mouth has promised i will offer you burnt sacrifices i will offer you the sacrifice of rams i will make an offering of bulls and goats now there is a change as we change from the transition from the corporate worship national worship into that individual worship what the lord wants to stress is he looks at each heart every heart is important before god and we need to understand that whatever vows we have made before the lord whatever sacrifices we are willing to offer him we need to do that in a spirit of worship however in the new covenant times the lord does not want us to bring literal animals or anything like that to the altar but he wants us to be the spiritual living sacrifices offering out of the abundance of our heart to a god who loved us and gave his very life for us as we read in romans chapter 12 verses 1 to 2 we are called to present ourselves as living sacrifices being transformed by the renewal of our minds doing what is the will of god and this is what the lord wants for each one of us now when the lord does something wonderful for us it is up to us to offer back to god our praises and thanksgiving and 
what are these sacrifices if you read from verses 16 to 19 we need to understand that these sacrifices are the relational sacrifices that the lord is expecting from us verse 16 says come here or you fear god and i will tell you what he has done for my soul if in verse 5 the psalmist says to the nations come and see what god has done in verse 16 he says come and hear all you fear god meaning he's talking here to the disciples he's talking here to the people who are believers of god and he says come and hear what god has done for my soul meaning he's talking about a testimony as to how god has dealt with him and helped him and blessed him he says here in verse 17 i cried to him with my mouth that is talking about a prayer that he is making before the lord and verse 17 says and high praise was on my tongue meaning both the aspect of prayer as well as praise is coupled here together and verse 18 he says if i had cherished iniquity in my heart the lord would not have listened dearly beloved while the lord's dealings with us individually are very gracious very merciful still this one verse needs to strike some reverence of god a fear of god into our heart he says here if i had cherished iniquity if i had regarded iniquity if i had loved iniquity to the extent that i would be unwilling to confess and forsake my sins then he says the lord would not have listened and when we walk away from the sam at least let us understand this one fact if we cherish iniquity and if we do not confess and forsake it before the lord that relation that we have with the lord gets broken as a result our prayers go unanswered our prayers go unheard and the lord does not want that he wants us to get right with him however big the sins that we have committed are he wants us to have an open channel with him come boldly before him confess get clean with him so that he will be able to completely forgive us and cleanse us from all iniquity and unrighteousness there is great forgiveness that god is offering to each one of us when we recognize the sin that is there in our heart god wants us to immediately judge it ourselves to confess it and to forsake it first john chapter 1 verses 5 to 10 talks about the importance of this in our life for if we do not do that even as christians even though our sins are forgiven we need to understand that that progressive confession that we make before the lord is what keeps us clean in our walk before him that is called walking in the light to cover sin is to invite trouble and discipline and today we need to understand that while we have this covered sin while we have this unconfessed cherished sin in our heart the lord will not be able to help us so let us come clean before him and offer our thanks to him and let us confess to him who we are and what we are so that the lord will be able to continuously bless us the psalmist says here after he says if i had regarded iniquity in my heart then the lord would not have listened but he says in verse 19 but truly the lord has listened meaning the psalmist was a person who was walking clean before god he had confessed before lord and as a result the lord had listened to his prayers and he had attended to the voice of his prayers finally psalmist says in verse 20 blessed be god because he has not rejected my prayer nor removed his steadfast covenant keeping love from me dearly beloved as we meditate upon the scripture as we meditate upon the psalm the first two sections of the psalm are less important it is how the nations worship god it is how israel worships god but more than that 
for us to come to that reverence of God, for us to come to that relationship with God, let us come before the Lord. He has laid an open path before us by the blood of Jesus. We are able to now walk in before the throne of God and we are able to find that grace and mercy that we need right now. So I encourage you, let us get right with God so that the Lord will be able to work powerfully and effectually in our lives. May the Lord help us through the meditation of the scriptures.